Brilliant, man. We anyway. I'm good, man. I'm good. So, anyone who's listening, this is episode 30 of the Irish Iron Podcast. Um, I am happy to have Stephen Heisenberg, the Brown Panda, um, on the special episode for the Olympia preview. Um, I've kind of seen you around the scene, man. I've seen you like from, um, you know, like I, I know you'd be friends with Alan Cushion. I know you trained in the Coliseum. And then I saw a few of the guys you were coaching. And I was just like, okay, this guy's a fan. And he competes. Like, there's not too many competitors who actually follow the sport as much as I would anyway. So it's nice to meet somebody yeah. who has the same passion. Yeah. You know? Absolutely, man. Absolutely, yeah. I, I've... I've um... My first, I suppose, fan taste of bodybuilding was was as far back as 1992. Um, my my dad, um, he is a professional singer. He's one of the best cabaret artists in this country, has been for a very long time, and uh, he used to go to Northern Ireland to to work up there to sing. But when he was on the way back, he used to buy the old flex mags. Yeah. With Sean Ray, Dorian, Flex, Wheeler, Lavrone, uh, Lee Haney, all those guys. So when I was a kid, I was quite overweight, you know, and uh, I so I struggled. I really struggled with myself, um, looking at myself in the mirror and, and feeling confident. And um, my dad was into the gym. He was into bodybuilding, and he used to buy these magazines. And I remember the first time, the first one he brought home was a picture was on the front with Sean Ray. Uh, at Venice Beach and he was like with this blonde chick and I remember looking at Sean Ray and thinking that's the greatest looking human being I've ever seen like you know I just was I was blown away I thought I can't, I couldn't ever because obviously we'd watched all the Rambo films and the like, Rockies and Arnie and stuff like that but Sean Ray was just like wow you know what I'm saying he was just like a different I, I didn't believe a person could look so perfect you know, musculature-wise, he was phenomenal. And he wasn't a big guy, so he wasn't somebody that, like, you know, looked too over-the-top big. Like, Dorian came in at 93, 94, and everybody was like, that's too big, you know? So I was reading those mags back ten when I was 10, 10 years of age. And um, funny enough, my dad used to buy the big triple-double-XL uh, old school bodybuilding, big baggy pants, you know, camo ones and stuff like that. And because I was a big kid, they were the only ones that I, I I felt comfortable enough to wear. So I was like going around a double XL baggy like uh, uh, bodybuilding pants, and all my mates would be like wearing Nike and Adidas, and I'd be wearing these big baggy bodybuilding pants and stuff like that, you know. So kind of kind of the interest kind of started there, and then um, I moved to South Africa when I was sixteen, played rugby there at a very high level. And um, I, I started to, my parents built a gym in, in the garage. We had a big house and they put in like a, a multi-unit gym and dumbbells and a bench and f had pull downs and leg extensions. And uh, I remember thinking, you know, I need to be big. South Africans are big, man. They're, 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 they're big, big guys. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I need units, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like, you know, like, the, the genetic thing with the Afrikaans guys is that, like, when they're from the age of 12, they go to, like, a boarding school, you know, they play rugby, 
they eat a lot of meat, they eat a lot of oats, they eat a lot of cream of rice and whatever, and and they don't eat much else other than those kind of you know stalemates, and uh, and they just play rugby and they lift weights, and and I was like I'm I'm missing something here, so I started lifting weights. And it got me into a provincial side, and I actually came back here to play rugby for Munster in their academy. And um, I was with Munster in the academy for a short spell because they went bankrupt, and I ended up coming back to to Dublin. My parents were still living in South Africa at the time, and um, I kind of fell away from rugby because I sort of got too out of condition in the sense of not in a physical aspect. The game just went a little bit different. It's you know there was guys playing uh, fullback inside centre like six foot two, yeah. you know the, the game changed in that way, and I just didn't kind of keep up with that change, you know. So I started getting injuries that were like, you know, keeping me out of my actual work, you know. So I decided that I needed to stop this. And funny enough, it was it, it was it was a trip to Ibiza for six months that made me get back into bodybuilding. Believe it or not, um, there was guys. I, I I lived above this this gym, and it's funny. It's like it was like Globo Gym, you know, like in in, in dodgeball. You had like a friggin' hand scanner and stuff like that to to get into this gym, and all the guys that used to train there were all the security guys, okay, and they were either Welsh or English, but they were all juicing and they were all like in the most incredible shape, especially the Welsh guys. They were like incredible. And I was like looking at these dudes going, no, nah, now, now it's time, you know, now I got to get back into this bodybuilding thing and, and I got to try and figure this whole thing out. So when I came back from my beat there, um, I moved to Scotland and I started working as a chef and um, that was it, man. I, I, I just joined this little kind of a run of the mill, like a old dungeon gym. Um, very little machines, but just those heavy steel plates, the dumbbells were like, if it was broken, they welded it back together. So like, you know, the forties the were really 43s and stuff like that. You know, you weren't allowed to go and use any like isolation exercises until you could like, you know, pull weight from the floor, that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? And, um, they're, they're dime a dozen, those gyms. They're, they're not anymore. Like you, I mean, this is pre- Instagram, pre-Facebook, you know, all the kind of 2006, 2007. And um, it kind of instilled in me um, a discipline that I could kind of carry over to the outside of bodybuilding. You know, I ended up going and doing my master's in sports physiology. I ended up doing an HND in exercise and health and fitness. Um, and that was because of the discipline of eating six meals a day and training and not missing a beat. You know what I mean? And then I got into competitive bodybuilding in 2009. Um, I did the very first classic division. When the classic division started off, that was back in 2009, I did the very first classic division. I weighed 76 kilos on stage. Can you believe that shit? I weighed 76 kilos. Yeah. I weigh, I weigh 112 this morning and I'm, I was at 76 kilos on stage, you know, like all natty and stuff. Like it obviously didn't touch any, I, I, I've been training like three years. So guy in the gym was like, you know, you're in great shape. You should do the, do, do the show. And it was like 24 guys on stage or something. And I remember just jostling for position and I came forth. And I remember I got, I got the first call out and I got banged first the center in the first call out. Then I was banging the center for the second call out with the other top guys. And then they put me to the back. And I remember the guy who actually won the show, he came up to me backstage and he said, congratulations, man, you've, you've won. And I said, what do you mean? We're just still standing here waiting for the results. 
And he said, no, listen, I've won this show before. And if they only look at you once like that in the, fr- in the first call, they think you're the best. You know, that's how it works. So that's how, you know, you, 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 you're, you're good. And I remember sitting at the back and I was like jumping up and down going, oh my God, I won. And all these guys were juicing too. So they were much bigger than me. And I was like, but I was conditioned. I was so conditioned. I looked like I had dieted for about like a year. I was inside out peeled. And um, then they called the top three and they didn't call me. And I was devastated. But it just kind of, that was it, man. I didn't need to come first, you know, to kind of get that bug. I was like, this is it for me. You know, I've I got to keep doing this now and see how see where I can go from this. So, believe it or not, I, I've done classic shows. I've done men's physique. I've done uh, uh, under 80 bodybuilding. And then the last shows I did was, was under 90 bodybuilding. So now, uh, next time around, it's, it's definitely going to be over 90s, 100%. Maybe, you know, it depends. I mean, I, I, I had prepped this year. You've probably seen all my pictures and videos I put up on Instagram. I had planned on doing the shows this year twice obviously they got cancelled um and yeah it was a bit of a bummer because you know you you put so much money effort time everything and i just had a baby my, my me and my missus just had a baby in april so my son was like literally just born and i'm like okay i'm going to prep now you know what i mean and my missus is like okay do what you have to do because i know if you don't do it you're just going to be annoyed all the time so i just did it um and then obviously they cancelled the shows again and you know i was going to do this year 2021 coming up in spring, but I, I, I just have this feeling, man, it's going to get pulled again, you know, and we're just not going to get the shows up and running it's probably till October of, of next year. Um, and I just didn't want to put all my eggs in that basket again and commit. And then it happens that four or five, six weeks out, we're either in a lockdown where the gyms are closed for another six weeks. And I got to train at the back again in the, in the dirt and the rain and the mud with very little weight. You know, and I, I don't feel like you should really put yourself in a position to compete unless you can absolutely be at your best. So I just said, no, it's not the right time. So I picked October 2022 to do the overs. Um, that's my, that's going to be my, my big show, you know. So for me anyway, um, you know, hopefully McGee will be back by then. Me and Connor have spoke. I've gave him my, 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 my um, you know, my sincere uh I'm not going to say condolences, but, you know, well wishes, you know, to the guy. Because I see Connor as, like, the flagship of what Irish bodybuilding can be for the supers. You know, like, we don't have any big Goliaths walking around, really. Connor's one of those guys that can epitomize that kind of class, you know. Um, I certainly want to be one of those guys, but it, it's, it takes a lot of metal to get there, you know, to be big. How, how, how tall are you, man? Like, how, how tall are you? I'm 5'9". I'm, I'm Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 5'9". You know, the thing about me, Owen, is I have a lot of I have a lot of um, space to fill out. Yeah. You know, um, and it's not going to happen overnight, regardless of how good, heavy I train, how how hard my my diet is, how much I eat. Like you know, it's it's sometimes those things just happen. And they happen so smoothly that it, it's it's like wow, how did that you know everything rolled and ticked so well. And then there's times when you plan all these things, and then anything can happen. And then it's not working. Your body's not working properly. You're not feeling it. You get injured too easily. You're back to the drawing board again. So I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna push for a 16 week period and kind of have an eight week sort of easy phase, you know, a little bit more higher rep stuff, give my joints a break. Cause I'm 30 now in January. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I don't recover 
like I used to, you know, like I did, I did a leg day yesterday and I was on those, I was on, I was doing Dorian Yates style hack squats, you know, the one where they like, the weight's right behind your backside. Yeah. And yeah. I did four plates, I did, I did four plates aside on that bad boy. And it's, it's, that is a tough hack squat. You know, it, there's no going, no, it's you, a high you can't like go missing. People don't realize no, when, you're on a hack, when you're on a hack, like if you really want to challenge yourself, don't pick a hack which is like this. Pick a hack which is like that. That's what Dorian was on. Yeah, one o'clock position. Yeah, because you're right. Because because actually last week, I used the one that's more of a kind of a between two and three o'clock position. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, first leg back, first leg workout back in whatever, six weeks. And I was able to hack squat seven plates aside because the line is, is good. Yeah. But then you go on the Dorian style one and you hit three plates aside and you're like, holy fuck, like what is going on? You know what I mean? You did, it's a, the angle completely changes the dynamics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, so it's difficult, man. But I'm, I'm just glad, man. I, I'm, I'm training now in um, Southside. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's an incredible gym. What they've done to the place is just unbelievable. They've, uh, I mean, they've completely put in all these amazing unilateral press machines and pull machines for back and stuff. And their leg equipment is second to none. And you know, I mean, for me, the mecca of Irish bodybuilding gyms is Westside. I think Westside's an incredible gym. Got to give give props to the guys there, especially what they've done in the last lockdown. But I'm 15 minutes away from Southside, so. In order for me to become a better bodybuilder, I felt I needed to go to a gym that would give me the best of what I need. You know what I mean? And uh, Southside's just one of those gyms that can offer you everything to put up, to put together. You know, a, a physique that's worthy of winning a national title or at least being up there. You know what I mean? Um, with that kind of a caliber of a physique. So um, I'm happy I joined because the other gyms I was in, they were good and Coliseum was good and stuff. And it, it's it's not too far either for me to go to. It's just, um, I know too many people there. And you know, when you know too many people in the gym, the workout tends to go from you being there for like a planned hour and 15, 20 minutes to two hours because you're talking to people, people are asking you how you are, that kind of thing. And it just sort of rolls over to a time. And when you've got a little boy like I have, you got to prioritize those times that you're allowed to go train. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. So anyway, yeah, so that's me at the moment. So I'm happy. How's your McDonald's uh, going for you at the moment? I see you're, you're milling three or four of them a week. So it's like what I tend to do, man, I'd, I'd be very much a guy who... Can't hear you, man. So, oh, yeah. yeah, so what I would do, I'd pretty much eat a certain way. It would obviously be, i say, five clean meals a day, and then I'd have, like, one cheat. And it would tend to be something along those lines. But, you know, in the off-season, I would just... I'd be very much a guy, like, if I want to swap stuff in, I'll swap stuff in. Because I know how to put on yeah. muscle. It's just prep that kind of gets me, you know. But I've, I've found yeah, gym... Yeah. Like yourself, I've moved to a different gym and it's 10 minutes from me and it's a bodybuilding gym. So I'm kind of like, you know what? Like I'll have John Carroll there who's actually training out of there. Um, and he said, he'll just look, if I need a second eye, he'll just look at me, you know? So it's just, yeah. I'm not in a bad yeah. place to is do that, it. Is that the one I'm doing? Yeah, it's sick. It's, it's basically a public, it's open to the public, but it's, um, it's not quite... It hasn't been announced yet, so it's like you can come in and you can okay. train and everything, but it'll be open publicly yeah. in, in in September in June. But my end goal is I want to end up then um, coaching out of there, 
and uh, you know just develop yeah. that that'll be my home eventually so we'll see what happens man but you know like Southside is a good gym. I, I love going. I've been there a few times. I used to train with Christian out there, and uh, it was always good. Like, you can yeah. change the angle of that hack. That's the thing. You can make that hack really difficult for yourself. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. It's incredible. When they re- when they ease up on the uh, the restrictions there, because they're not allowing any day guest uh, passes because of COVID, we should, uh, we should train legs out there. Oh, sure. Absolutely, man. Like I, I'd always go out to different gyms to train legs or back. Like you can do all. It's got to. It's got to be legs, though. Huh? It's got to be legs. Yes. It's got to be legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna make the effort to go train somewhere, it's got to be legs. You know what I'm saying? Well, look, what we'll do now, anyway, man. We'll get we'll get into the Olympia talk. So, what you know the way you made my um, you allowed? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what we'll do, um. If you can go into my profile thing again, the way you did my, um, allowed me to record, yeah. it'll allow me to share the screen. So if you just click that and I can share the screen and put up some pictures of the guys, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, do I just go back on this or how do I do it? I think, however, it works. Yeah. One sec. There we go. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oop. How do I figure this out? Uh, so yeah, when you click more on on the profile, it'll it should come up. And say allow screen sharing or share screen or whatever, and uh, that'll allow me to do it. Oh, yeah, participant. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Like, um, I don't allow to record. And then, like, where's the screen share? I think it's like share screen. It's like, let me just have a look. Um, what does it say? Like, if it doesn't say, we can just go through. We can just talk. Yeah, it, it just says make host, stop video, rename, don't allow to record, um, put in waiting room. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll move on. We'll Maybe just talk. it's me. I'd say it's the, because it's a Kindle, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, grand, yeah. man. Look, yeah, no, that's all good, man. That's all good. So we'll talk about it. We'll just talk about it. I have the list anyway. So, like, obviously, you're. Yeah, I have the list in front of me. Perfect. So, your missus obviously wants to talk about the. And she's right as well. I was going to talk about women's physique anyway and um stuff and figure yeah. because they're quite they're, they are quite intense but obviously with the men's like i assume it will do open we'll do two on two and classic and i suppose the top guys of the men's physique but i wouldn't really know them as much so like obviously with the with the list i mean like it just came out today that roly is pulled out maybe or what like it's that's that's nuts like i had him in top i had him in the top yeah four. so Yeah, so um, well, let, let's just let's just start with the open because we were yeah. just, just touching on Ron here. Um, okay, so first of all, what I heard from Ron Harris there um, on MD Muscle just before I came on here was that um, he's having an issue with his visa because um, he was in Iraq last year, and uh, something about his his trip to Iraq has kind of 
messed up his visa to get into America. I'm not how that, I don't know how that works, but nonetheless, he's in Turkey looking for a gym to train out of right now. Um, I know his his coach uh, that trains Ashkenani. He's in Florida already. I'm at Oscar, um, and Roley's not there. Yeah. Um, also, a word on the street is is that COVID or that Roley's actually been diagnosed with COVID as well. Um, so yeah, so I, I don't know, man. He looked a little beat up around the eyes to me um, in some of the recent pictures I saw, and I actually thought he looked a bit sickly. Now I don't know if that's a legit. He has COVID. I think he actually had COVID at some stage this year also. Yeah. But um, but word on the street is um, he he is either struggling to get the visa, he has COVID and can't get in, or it's both. So there's a possibility that he might not be there. Yeah. And it's, and, and and as well, Hadi Hadi Chupin hasn't left Iran yet. Um, so um, that is looking ever more like he might not make it in if he's not already here. Because I mean, it's Sunday now. Uh, the press conference is Thursday. Um, I would have imagined he would have been in Hani Ramba's house probably by this weekend. I would have imagined it would have been a week out. So. Um, look, that's a difficult one to call because he, that could end up being a case where it's just a, literally a, someone just signing paperwork and he gets the go-ahead like he did last year and boom, he's here. Um, but let's, I, I think what we should do is we'll tackle the top top six yeah. um, and put and, and put it into consideration that Rowley and, 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 and Hardy are going to be there. Um, if we start with the cream of the crop, with Phil obviously coming back, um, me personally, um, I don't see I don't see anybody beating Phil, um, unless you see. Here's the thing, like there's so many of these guys that have little trinkets that when they come out, the first thing we're going to be looking at is that issue, like the issue with Rami is he in condition? The issue with Rowley is his legs up and is he in condition? The issue with Bonac is his legs back, you know, and the issue with Hardy is the shoulders not looking a bit funky. You know, everybody's kind of got a something with them. And Brandon's is his legs and has been for two and a half years. Um, he has the most prettiest look when he does the standard poses from the front. And the problem with Phil standing next to a guy like that is it's going to bring it back straight back to 2018 where, where Phil was exposed by a perfect midsection from Rogan. You know, if Phil had had a good midsection, there was no way he was beating Phil Heath. He, you know, Phil would have beat Sean because it wasn't as uh, it wasn't a landslide victory like everybody makes it out to be. There was, I think, two points or something in the difference there. So it's not like Phil was absolutely massacred. He was massacred purely on on front poses because his stomach was off. Now he's had all of that, um, you know, that injury uh, uh, fixed. Um, He's a perfectionist, man. I can't see Phil coming back to the game looking any way, shape, or form like the old Phil in 2018 did with that stomach. And if Phil brings anything back like his stomach that he looked like in 2011 or 2013, um, and, he, and he looks big. I mean, I, I, don't, I actually have never seen Phil look as deathly faced as he does right now. The guy means business um, because he knows that he can get so dug out that he will beat everybody with the exception of maybe maybe Hardy Chupin on condition. He will get so dug out that he will make it lights out from, from that point alone. And then 
the fact with Phil is, is that he can get so gnarly dug out, but he doesn't lose any size. You know, a lot of guys get really peeled, but then they just don't have any pop. Phil, Phil looks even bubblier when he's as dug out as he can be. You know what I mean? So, but the, problem I, 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 with Phil, the problem with Phil is, is, is if he try, if he comes in really, really full, the the, the midsection is going to be a bit blown out. So he can sacrifice that. He doesn't have to come in mega full. He can be peeled no. and flat and still look full no. anyway. You know, so he'd be yeah. funny. And against Brandon, you know, he's not a mass monster. Brandon's like, he's a shape guy. Brandon is yeah. a shape and structure guy. If, if if Phil loses, it won't be because he was out of shape. It'll be because he couldn't hide the stomach. That's it. That's what's going to lose the show. Yeah. Phil. yeah. Um, the, thing, the thing about it is, um, if, if we kind of move along to Brandon, um, like I said, like Brandon, for me last year, had it easy. And what I mean by that is he didn't have to defeat any reigning Mr. Olympia. Yeah. He came there with two back-to-back Mr. Olympias out of that lineup. So no no Sean Roden, no Heath. He didn't even have Big Ram to contend with. You know, he had an off-roading Winkler. He had a downsized in the leg William Bonac. So, you know... The only person, in my opinion, who pushed Brandon last year and who didn't get his dues was Hadi Chupin. And that's more of a political thing, I think, than anything else. Because the guy doesn't speak a word of English. It's his very first Olympia. He comes straight in and off the bat, they're like, okay, we can give him third. Yeah. You know, and in past tense, anybody who's come in off the bat and gone third to, in their first Olympia to win the O or thereabouts. You know, Phil did it in, 20, in 2008. Um, him in second to Lee Haney and then came back the following year to win it. I mean, putting him third in the first time round is a, is a massive, massive statement from them. Um, and if he turns up, you got to look at it from who can give Phil the run for his money in the conditioning aspect. And, and, and when you go back to Brandon, where's, where his weak points are always going to be his legs. And this is what I don't get, like, is that he's been in oxygen for over two years now, we've all said every year that the legs need to be brought up, the legs need to be brought up. And, you know, fair play to the guy. He's winning Arnold Classics. He's winning Olympias with legs that just aren't as, I'm not going to say size-wise, they're not up to par, but the separation is just not there, you know. And, and then as well, he has like, you know, like a kind of a Akeem Williams-style textured skin that it just doesn't look as crisp as what Phil's does. So... So it, it makes it difficult to see whether the detail is there. Or, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's probably just a case of fine-tuning. You know, if he comes in with legs that are separated, he could absolutely give Phil a run for his money. Um, when he turns around from the back, however, he's not going to match Phil from the calves up. Like, it's just not going to happen. You know, and then as well as that, like Phil's back pose, when he hits a back double bicep, it's from his head, from his neck, all the way down to below his calves. There is detail there that's not never seen before. You know, so I, I Brandon is he's hungry to, to, to prove a point, but I think he also knows that if he needs to beat Phil, he needs to beat Phil when Phil's off. Because I think if Phil comes in, he can't be touched. Yeah. You know, he, he can't be touched. And then the dark horse, but, um, I'm going to say third place. In, 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 I think it'll be Rami. 
I'd say Remy will be third. If he comes in on, he'll be he'll be top three anyway if he comes in on. If he comes in off, they'll penalize him, I'd say. I'd say yeah. they inside the top six if he comes in on. But I'm, I'm gonna probably I'm probably spot like yeah, I'm I'm gonna upset a lot of people by saying and they're probably gonna think I'm crazy, but I don't think Brandon's gonna come second. I think I think Brandon's gonna come third. Yeah. And and that's if Hardy Chupin yeah. that's if Hardy Chupin turns up now. The reason why I say that is because I kind of look at Brandon's win last year as like Dexter's win in 2008. You know, he beat a, an off Jay and he was peeled out of his mind, Dexter, and he was incredible. And he didn't come back the, la- the next year and improve. Jay came back unbelievable. Now, Phil is of the same caliber like Jay. You know, he brings the same professionalism, the same ability in, in terms of work ethic. And he trains with Hani Rambod and nutritionist with Hani Rambod, same thing. And Hani knows how to get these guys, you know, to be the best version of themselves once a year. They're never off. They're never off. You know, like Jay only started to turn when he when he went back to Hani. He was he was incredible. He rolled back the years, and the same goes with with um, with Hadi Chupin. You know, it's not it's not coincidence that the two most peel guys in the show are being coached by Hani Rambod. So he's obviously doing something right. Yeah. So when you turn around. When you turn around from the back and do a, and and see who's the most dug out, if they do a comparison between Hardy and Phil, th- that's a shot that nobody's ever seen before, and it's also a contender that Phil's never had to contend with. So he doesn't know what he's up against in that respect. You know what I'm saying? So that's going to be more. I think Phil's Phil's nemesis, I think, is personally going to be Hardy because he's so thick, he is so dense. And he's so separated everywhere. Yeah, he doesn't have a pretty shape and stuff like. But Phil doesn't really have a pretty shape either, you know. But he still won seven Olympias, so you know what I mean. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Brandon is 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 gonna be. I'm saying third. I know that that's probably gonna be wrong, but that's just how I feel because of where last year I felt he had an easy ride to get to the O to win the Olympia. I think if Phil or Sean had been there, he wouldn't have been this Olympia. You know what I mean? Um. And then if you if you bring him down to the for fourth position, um, you know you, you're looking. I I I don't really see anybody beating uh, Bonac purely because he is so consistent in his placings and his in in his condition uh, the last couple of years. I mean he did win the Arnold this year. Um, you know he has slightly had downsized legs since he kind of left Neil Hill. I don't know whether that was just because he was doing too much by himself, you know, to kind of get in shape. Whereas Neil might have pulled it back maybe a little bit more on the cardio or the extreme dieting or whatever it was. You know, you would have thought that he'd have the formula locked down, but his legs did appear to be a little bit downsized in some of the shows of, of late. So if he brings his legs back up, he again, like Hardy, has that sort of that density and that thickness. And he does bring great condition as well that can match Phil. But we've seen him and Phil in comparisons before. And Phil has always got the better of him. So I don't think he's bringing him different to the table other than just his normal self. And if it's his normal self that he brings, his normal self is to be absolutely built in order for him to be touching around that three, four mark, maybe even two. I think last year, two was a gift for him because, again, the talent wasn't there. This year's it's a different lineup. You know what I mean? It's a different lineup. Um, and then when you're looking at fifth and sixth, <clears throat> you've got to be looking, obviously, at Big Rami and Rowley. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, and the I, thing with Rami is, I, I was thinking Rami, Rami can leapfrog from like sixth all the way up to second, depending on what kind of shape he's in. Like, do I think like he's never been in? It'll be interesting, man, because he's training with Dennis James now, and Chad Nichols is doing his diet, so it's like he's being fed, like drip fed by a fucking spoon at this point. Like, how easy does he have to have it? To nail it down, it's like yeah. everything's gone right for the guy, and he just can't seem to do it. But it's interesting because did you watch that interview he had with um, Chad Nichols had with yeah. Nick? Did you? No, I didn't see it. That one. No, no, it was Savage Man, and what happened was Chad was saying he was backstage with him at the Arnold, and when Rami pumps up. He, he, he pumps up his legs. He loses all the cuts in his legs. Like, he gets really full really fast just from training with a little bit of weight. So, it's like, maybe it was something simple like that. It just He's just a freak. It's like, you just don't know what to do with a yeah. guy like that. But I'd what? love to see him win, man. I'd love so, to see him win. You know, he's, an, he's, a, he's a good guy. There's no denying he's not a good human being. He, he appears to be, everybody that meets the guy says he's a top bloke and he's one of the nicest people, you know, in bodybuilding. Um, I think he's become his own worst enemy over the last seven, eight years because he's gone through literally every single top guru in the world. And for me, um, you lose the respect of your professionals or your peers when you decide to jump ship so many times, you know? Um, he, 2017, when he came second to Phil, um, he had a look on the Saturday night that was untouchable. Mm. I don't know if you remember, he came out flat on the Friday and he was with, I think, Aceto at the time. Yeah. And he came out on the Saturday and it, it, it was like, okay, now this is the Rami that everyone has been waiting to see. But, uh, of course, the damage was already done by then. You know, like he couldn't make up in the prejudging in the points because he wasn't at his sharpest the prejudging. But God damn it, he made good. He made up for it on on the Saturday, and I think then that was the year he went on to win the Arnold Europe. Um, and his look at the Arnold Europe there when he beat Dexter was no, he didn't beat Dexter. I, think I Dexter mean, beat he was peeled. He came second. Was it? He beat Dexter. Was he came second? Yeah. Was yeah. that the same year? Was it? I think it was like... Yes, was you're right, actually. He did. But he looked savage, man. He looked really, really good. That was his best look. He, he, yeah, yeah. And the thing as well is, like, his tan was perfect and he popped, but he had, he had striations across everywhere and his legs didn't look, like, odd. I think the biggest problem with Rami is his legs are so overpowering and they look so funky that people are start are like the judges in that front line are going, what is up with this dude's legs? I mean, why, why would you even train legs if you had legs that big, you know, focus on literally the most isolated of stuff, forget squats, forget hack squats. You don't need any more quad sweep. It's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Um, but I like. I would love to see Rami come in on a special invite here and be in the mix for that top two. Um, my only concern about uh, Rami is that he is so um, nervous with himself all the time because of the hype train. 
that I think really messes with his body. You know, like you can see Phil is the professional, like he's the consummate professional. He he doesn't let anything and anything get in his way. You know what I'm saying? Like Dave, Dave Palumbo calls him a hunter, you know, that will just go after everybody. And, and that's exactly what he is. He is just somebody who just switches off, doesn't listen to the hype, doesn't listen to the bullshit, comes in and year after year after year delivers appealed peaked physique. Yeah. And then you're looking at Rami and everybody since the New York pro in 2013 has been like, Oh, this guy, this guy, he's, he's got it all. He's, he's, he's the next dude. He's this, he's that. And if you think about it, as you as a human being, if you actually had to fulfill that obligation every single year and mind you for a time, he moved up one space all the way until 2017 and then I think 2018, he dropped back down the pecking order. But he moved up a space and everybody thought, okay, now next year. He's gone one space, now next year, you know? But then he had a formula, I felt, with Chris that worked. And then he jumped ship again. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like it's come, it's come full circle because he's gone back to Dennis for Dennis to baby him. And then he's gone with the guy who got Coleman in shape, you know, at, at 300 pounds, uh, Chad Nichols. And everybody thinks Chad's the only man who can get a, a you know a 285, 290 pound Rami in shape, which I can believe that because it must be very hard to peak a guy that size. Um, but I would like to see Rami live in America from 20 weeks out. You know, I would like to see him literally sit in Dennis James' house for 20 weeks and let Dennis James be his mentor, train him and watch him every single minute of the day. And then, and only then, I think we would see the best version of Rami. But up until that point, there's still doubt over what he's actually doing when he's not with the people, you know, like Dennis James and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And that, that, um, that's going to, that's going to, let's think about it realistically. How many opportunities are they going to give this guy? You know, to, to, to go to the Olympia and to put it up and to prove that he is like an Olympia winning caliber physique. We all know he is, obviously, but how many times are they going to give him the, like now it's a special invite, you know, they're going to, he, he has to go out now and do it by himself. You know, he has to go out and take it by the, like, by the scruff of the neck and literally just do it for himself now, you know, and forget everybody else because it's, it's not like this guy's new. He's, he's a veteran now at this stage. You know what I mean? This is his eighth Olympia or some shit like that. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, and then obviously with Roly, the situation with Roly now, I mean, Roly, I think he's a I mean, he's, he's 40 years old or something now. I think he's at, Roly's a weird one though. It's like, he seems to either bring something that's like, you can't stop looking at it or, you know, like, he shits the bed a little bit. Like, he just comes yeah. in a bit too watery, but, I mean, he's so good. Even when he's off, he's still top six. Like that's how good he is. So yeah, yeah like the, the, I think I think with Rowley, it's the same. Like Rami, it's kind of the case whereby they're kind of looking at the situation, going, "Well, how many opportunities can we give him to get it right?" Yeah. You know, like they they gave him the third spot, and everybody thought after that, arguably he could have gone on and done better things. And then he won the Arnold in Australia, and everybody thought, "No, this is the physique that could win an Olympia." Mm. Um. And again, for a guy who only competes once a year, then he keeps he misses the mark a lot. And uh, you know, you see the the oxygen, you know, magic mirror pictures, and we all think to ourselves, "Oh my God! Like, look at this guy is an absolute freak." If he brings that to the stage, nobody's touching that. Like, I mean, his crab most muscular, 
it blows everybody's most muscular out of the water. And as Chris Asilo says, he, he, he just has so many freaky shots that he can stand next to anybody and beat them on freak or alone. But he has had a couple of issues in the last two years where his legs have been considerably down or just not separated. And when they're not separated, they just look smaller. And uh, he just kind of, you know, he seems a little bit lackluster to me, is my problem with Rowley. He never seems like he really wants it, wants it. Do you know what I'm kind of saying? He's not, he doesn't ever seem like he's really hungry. You know, like he doesn't seem like he has the tenacity in him that it's like, I want to win the Olympia no matter what. Every time I hear from him, it's always, yeah, I'm going to the Olympia. And it's like, he's this thing to go to the Olympia. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not going to the Olympia to kick everyone's ass. Oh, I'm going to the Olympia and it's great to meet the fans and, you know, all kind of shit. Like, you know what I mean? But like, I just want to see, I just want to see more bite in him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I think if you, see, if you see him being a bit more tenacious, it might show in his physique. You know what I mean? Who, but, um, who, do you, who, yeah. do you have, who do you have then in spots, let's say, seven, that's five and six. So I suppose like seven yeah. to ten, it could, I think it could flip-flop from anywhere. Like, I think, honestly, I have Hunter in there at seven. I mean, that, that would be my, my guess, Hunter Labrada. Yeah. And then yeah. in Valier. Yeah, well, I, I actually, yeah, I actually, I actually... To be honest with you, I have Hunter Labrada in sixth, and I have Rowley seventh. Okay. That that's yeah. that's my personal. Okay. Yeah. Um, the reason why I have Hunter in is because he has some of the most amazing shots that can light any like I mean, and we have only seen him once at Tampa. But my God, his front double bicep is like it's like Flex Lewis with thirty pounds. Yeah, you know, and then it's pretty to look at, and he has the arms to match Phil and Rowley and Brandon, and he has the leg sweep and the detail to match like a Hardy Chupin. He has a pretty nice, you know, midsection. His chest, side chest, is impeccable. Like I mean, he's got the calves, he's got the hamstring drop, he's got everything. You know what I mean? And like the thing about Labrada as well is, his father was probably the most, like you know peak perfect guy when it came to stage presence posing, you know, so he's not like he's going to let his son go on the Olympia stage for his debut and not be like absolutely impeccable when it comes to presentation. And yeah. for you to Tampa, his, his tan was, even his tan was amazing. You know, it just, he, he is able to just do all the small things so well. And he has such a good team around him that I cannot see him, um, placing any less than sixth, to be honest with you. I, I have him sixth and I have Rowley seventh. And I have Dexter in eighth. Now, a lot of people, again, are going to be like, Dexter, you know, he can jump in, you know, uh, when he's in condition. He can beat anybody. Yeah, he can. But down they have in here. Um, he's always going to bring the upper body. He's always going to bring A's in condition. And yes, he's off in the conditioning department. He could probably go high fifth. With that bed, you know what I mean? Uh, like if you stand him next to a prettier, bigger, um, fresher physique like Hunter Labrada's, yeah. I think he, it's kind of out, out with the old, in with the new type of thing. You know what I mean? Um, Politics-wise, they'll probably put him in top six just because it's his last O and they don't want it to finish outside of placing. And people might laugh at that and say that's not how they operate. Look, Things have happened in the past that you would have to, like, you know, raise your eyebrow about, to be honest with you. But 
it may very well be a case that they just decide to put him in at six just purely on the basis of, you know, kudos to you. You've been, you know, the most winningest body pro of all time. This is your 30th show or this is 20 points. You know, I mean, it's like bow out on a high. You know what I mean? And I, I think it's to be bowing out on a high for Dexter. Do you know what I mean? But I, I personally have him in eight. Um, and then nine and ten... Um, I definitely see that battle between uh, Akeem Williams and Ian Valier. Um, I think Akeem came ninth last year. Um, I would put him ninth again this year. Yeah. Um, I would put him ahead of Ian yeah. just because he's he's a, he is a freak. Yeah. Um, he's and in because the Olympia. His conditions can get yeah. better. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, like um, the thing about it is, is that he, when he worked with Dave Palumbo, um, I, I just felt Dave tried to maybe push the boat too much on having him too, like, full blown. Mm. And a guy that's that, that is that big, like, I mean, the guy squats, back squats eight, nine plates. You know what I mean? Like, his legs are from another planet, like, in terms of density, you know? So, a guy who can squat eight or nine plates like it's nothing without any wraps and stuff like that, he's not losing any tissue, you know what I mean? And he's still going to look full and hard regardless. So why just why fill him up, you know, too much? And, and he has had that problem in the past. Now, Ozzy, his, his new coach, that's, that's Kai Green's old coach, he, he has changed the formula to the extent like that he now doesn't have him, you know, hitting these massive weights anymore because he has the size. It's all, all about refinement. And show after show after show, you're starting to see a more refined physique with Akeem Williams. You're starting to see more separation. His back is still a problem, but I just think that's a genetic thing, to be honest with you. A lot of people have said that about Akeem up close. He is peeled. His skin, just like Brandon's was for a long period of time, it just tends to hold that little bit more thickness or something in places. Um, but, of course, you put more muscle under that area, it's going to, like, you know, make that even sharper. And you've seen with Brandon since he went to oxygen and blew up, that, that whole concept of him having, like, as you say, seal skin, that disappeared because now the guy comes in straight and, and, and grainy. So it just goes to show that the maturity of the muscle needs to be there. Um, and, and, the, and, and more importantly, the, the, the formula to get it right, it just takes time, you know? And I think Ozzy has it finally figured out for Akeem. And he's dangerous, man. Like, Akeem, if he comes in absolutely shredded, he can move some big names out too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but I have I have Valier tenth. Um, I just think that Ian. Um, <laughs> it's not like I don't like his physique. I think he is a great physique. I just think that sometimes he's one of those guys that tends to let things get the better of him, and he misses his peak, and he's missed his peak a few times. Mm-hmm. And um, although Patrick Shure is obviously like incredible when it comes to attention to detail. He has been known in the past with Ian to miss the mark a few times. So, you know, missing the mark with Ian seems to be a catastrophic event. And then he just doesn't seem to come back from that on the day. So I, 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 I would say purely on, on where he is right now, he looks incredible. I wouldn't change a thing. He looks, you know, he's strided up and down. Um, if they can keep him like that without... See, the problem is, man, it's just, you know as well as I do, like, these guys are so big that the smallest change with these guys can make the massive a massive difference, a massive difference. And, and, and six days out from the show, 
people's nerves start getting the better of them and they start wanting to play a different game than maybe they thought they wanted to do originally. You know what I mean? And, and that's where that's where all the, 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 the fuck-ups start happening because you look great six days out or a week out and then all of a sudden it, it's not it's not coming together anymore. And then, you know, you wouldn't expect it from the pros, but they're just the same as us. You know what I mean? Where they make decisions that are that maybe are uncalled for. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, anyway, that's that's my top ten. Um, yeah. If I was to go through the rest of the the, the, the list quickly, um, just to kind of say I mean, where the other guys would I fall. Suppose, I suppose, man, it would be a case of like any. There's a few dark horses in there. I mean, like you, you can have somebody like Antoine who could sneak up into the top ten, like because he's going to be peeled and he's gained some tissue. And then, of course, you have. Um, like Lucas Osladil, you have Regan, you have Justin Rodriguez, but you know it's it's. But the top ten, I don't yeah. think the large majority of people are going to be pushed out. I think it'll. I think we've kind of picked it. No. It'll rotate, but I don't think it'll move much. You know. No, no. Like the the, the only guy like who I see kind of um, being sort of like a. Out of that last sort of five, six spots from you know from through from eleven through to sixteen, um, the guy who never gets enough credit but who is dangerous is Lucas Osler, though. Um for the sim- simple reason that the guy never misses his peak, even though he might not have the best looking physique. He he came eighth last year in the Olympia, you know he pushed James Hollingshead at the Europa and he came second and he has not got a pretty physique. Let's face it, it's it's not the best to look at. But my God, the guy comes in with like cross striated glutes he is dug out from the back he has a back double that's dug out like and he exposes people because he's just in incredible condition so I have him 11th and then I have um, Justin Rodriguez and Anton Valiant fighting for 12th and 13th um, Justin has a very pretty physique um, my problem with Justin would be the legs um, and I think Anton's Anton's legs are just they are incredible um, and if he can come in looking like Chicago, where he's full-blown, then he can make some noise. But if they bring him in like that slightly depleted flat look that he had before, um, he's, I mean, he just doesn't have anywhere near the same look. You know what I'm saying? It's a different kind of look altogether. Um, Regan has a fantastic f- physique, but he's done so many shows this year that my concern would be that he's just going to be a little bit like oh. over-depleted. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I, think, I think he's tired. I, think he, I mean, you need to rest. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think I think I think the Romania show was a push too far for me. I I, I wouldn't have done the Romanian show if I was him. I would have left it. I would have, I would have shut it down. I would have focused on another show to 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 qualify for the 2021 Olympia, and I would have I would have concentrated on the O because it is his debut. He wants to do well. He's got a super big following. He's got a lot of fan base that want to see him do well. He's marketable, you know. And I just wouldn't. I would. Me personally, I wouldn't have done the Romania show. I would have. I would have definitely dug down. Um, and then you're going down. Lastly, then to the likes of uh, Juan Morel and um, the Lee Sun Juan. I mean, I don't know what the hell has happened to Juan the last year. I know, like his business has been taken off dramatically, um, and I know that. Um, He's been concentrating on that. He doesn't look the same Juan Morel full-blown to me as he has done in the past. You know, and that, if I don't see a full-blown up-top Juan Morel, I'm wondering how full-blown are the legs going to be? You know what I mean? Because he's always suffered down below. If he's not really popping up-top, it's going to make 
look for a very stringy physique from him. You know what I'm saying? And then last there, you have Max Charles. Max Charles is a bit of an enigma when it comes to this because he will be definitely in the top five of the most peeled guys on stage. Behind Bill Hardy, this guy will come in absolutely peeled. His upper body is freaky. He has mass on mass. His legs aren't great, but he has got a serious wow factor. My my thing with Max is that he just has been shot on um, the last couple of shows for call-outs. Um, he's not got the call-outs he deserved all the way from the Arnold all the way up through this year. He has not got anywhere in the placings or, or the call-outs that I, I felt he should have got. And him and Milos seem to have been banging on about that quite a bit um, throughout the year about him not getting the just deserves. Now, if this guy can get a call-out in the second call-out next to some of the other guys, he can surprise a few people. But then his issue tends to be when he turns around to the back. He just doesn't have the separation. He has the density all day, but he just doesn't have the separation. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. So, that, so I, I, it really depends on, on, on how... How how uh, Steve Weinberger sees that one? I, I I personally see him in the third to last call out purely because he just hasn't had the look of it this year. But in on form and in form, Max. Can, I was going to yeah. agree with you there. I just think yeah. he, his legs are just not there for what the Olympia needs. I mean, you have to no. prepare legs for the yeah. Olympia. Like condition alone isn't yeah. going to help you place. But uh, before we move forward, man, if you can turn off your video and turn it back on. It's just not coming true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no bother. Um, yeah, that's perfect. Then we'll just turn it back on. Should be great. That's bang on. Yeah, all better? Yeah, that's Me. all. Good. Okay, so let's do some 2 on 2. Perfect, perfect. So I think, Wait. I think Kamal's going to win it. I don't think he's. If anything, he's improving. It's like I saw a video and it was it was on yeah. Flex's channel and he was training back. And yeah. I was kind of just like, what? Like, yeah. How is he growing? You know, he's 49 years old and he's growing. Yeah. Stupid. And he's, 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 field, he's 50 so. next week. Fuck off. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's um, I, I, yeah. Um, I, I seen Kamal uh, guest pose at the Two Bros events two years ago when Kamal won the Arnold Classic. Yeah, yeah. And then he actually sat behind me in the crowd and then me and him and the missus had a good chat. And, and, I, and I was talking to him. Me and him were critiquing the classes as we went along. So I actually was getting to know this guy, like to talk to him and stuff during the show. Very nice guy. Um, and it was the story at the time was how he, you know, he, he had been trying to get a pro card for years and blah, 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 blah. And uh, it was a great success story. Um, I think last year he was extremely gifted in the sense that he came in peeled and peeled alone and that was it. And I think he won that 2-1-2 class based on the fact that he was just the most conditioned guy in the show. He hasn't got the most amazing structure. He hasn't got the most amazing physique. Um, but he absolutely comes in, uh, peeled out of his mind. Um, now, is he going to do it for the second time round? Well, he's been out with Flex Lewis for the past couple of months at the Dragon's Lair, so you can imagine Flex is not going to let him in any way, shape, or form come in like anything less than he was last year. Um, my only concern with Kamal will be his size. Um, I know he's put on a bit of weight, like in terms of mass this year, Um but I think when you stand him next to a full-blown Lunsford, if Lunsford is peeled, 
or if you even stand him next to a full-blown George Peterson, if he, well, he's definitely going to be peeled. And then my two dark horses for the 2-1-2, who nobody ever gives any props to and got completely overlooked in the last two years, is uh, Ole Kriyev, or Kriyev, I probably massacred that name, the, the Ukrainian who won the muscle contest, Ireland, and uh, Angel Calderon, the, the guy who won the Europa, um, who also went and won the British Grand Prix 2-1-2. He is dangerous, that guy. He can... He can wipe the floor with anybody in this lineup. Yeah. Like he he has a front relaxed spread that looks like his pecs were made from like a cartoon character or something. You know what I'm saying? Like he just has density, but his midsection is so immaculate and he is fucking shredded. Like him and Ole at the at the at the Europa were two of the most conditioned athletes you'll ever see in your life. And it made it very difficult, I'd say, from a judge's point of view to see, like, what are we going to do like this? When they say apples and oranges, there literally was not a blemish between the two of these guys. They hit every shot that was just like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Um, and last year, Ole, on his, um, on his pro, like his Olympia debut, I think he just got shot on because he was a new kid on the block who, who didn't get, like, nobody knew him. You know, and then he came in, and he's gnarly. He is gnarly conditioned, man. He, like, you know, you're you've got the likes of Guy Cisternino and and Hidetama and David Henry and 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 Ashkenani. I think you're going to see a bit of a change of the old guard this year. You know, I think you're going to see. I agree, man. I think Angel and Ole will probably be up there in. Uh, I, I'm going to say I'm going to say fifth and sixth, just because they're still kind of new. But I'm going to say... Yeah, 50, oh, 100%. 100%. Which is still savage. Yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, like, if you were to stand Ole and him either side of Kamal, Kamal's losing. Yeah. Because the two of them are insanely peeled. And you cannot tell me Kamal is going to be more peeled than them because he would just... I mean, you can't. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they have the structure. They have the size. They, like, they're massive for 2-1-2. You know? So, um it really comes down to call-outs here. You know what I mean? Like, who, who gets the, the rub of the green with the call-out? I mean, we all know George Peterson's going to get the call-out in the top five because he's George Peterson. But then that's going to move the likes of Guy Sistanino, David Henry, and Hidetama out of that top five call-out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're from last year, you're going to have George Peterson and arguably one of the other guys, you know? And if Keon Pearson had been here, he would have definitely been in the top five. So, you know... It really comes down to who the judges get like want to see a fair look at, you know. And if they're not going to be too blind and keep these two guys in the sidelines, if they give them their dues and make them work, we could see really, really like a battle, battle. Because nobody's seen Kamal winning the Arnold, and yeah. nobody's seen Kamal yeah. winning the Olympia. What about Sean Thurman? Like, where where do you have Sean? I mean, I have him everything from first off, so. I think, I think the only problem with Clarita is 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 unfortunately he's just a small guy, yeah. and I don't mean small guy as in he's small in musculature because he's he's very short. very dense. He's just very short. You know he's very yeah he's but he's he's so short, and then if you if you stand him next to a wide back George Peterson. Or a, a a guy like Derek Lunsford, who's got a ridiculous X frame, yeah. um, he just is too narrow. 
and and that's that is his problem is he's like so thick everywhere he can still have room to put on more tissue but just structurally doesn't have like when Keon do one two class he won this year right he wasn't the most peeled guy but my god when he came out and hit those front shots it was got it was game over because the structure was just I mean it's a structure that God and only God can give you you know what I mean so like he Clarita just doesn't have that in his arsenal so I only ever see him being a guy getting the third and second spot while there's people along like in that lineup like a Keon Pearson who will be back next year like a George Peterson who's quite wide like a Derek Lunsford while there's with like while there's guys in that lineup with wit he's going to struggle you know what I mean um but I mean fair play to the guy for not knocking himself down and he keeps putting on more tissue. He keeps getting bigger. He keeps getting harder. He keeps getting better. He's, he, he believes in himself. And you, you, you need to believe in yourself at this level to think that you can do what he's done. Um, I just don't see him ever being a 2-1-2 pro, 2-1-2 uh, winner, you know, in the, in the Olympia, that is. You know what I mean? I, I don't ever see him going on and winning this thing unless some of those guys I named leave the class. You know what I'm saying? Now, outside of the top four. But um, that's kind of how I see the 2 no, you're bang on. Like, I totally agree with you. Like, I mean, I'd have Adam Kamal. I think it'll be interesting, man. I think it'll be the same. I would not be shocked if it's the same top three, just a different order. Like, I mean, if Derek comes in completely. I'm going to put. I'm gonna put okay. Yeah, I, I have George Peterson third. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see why. I have George Peterson third. And I. And yeah, the reason why I have George third is because he just has the he has he has a back that could take most of the open guys out. Yeah, you know, um, and he and he he is absolutely shredded every time he comes on. And the fact of the matter is, is that when he was in classic physique, he was presenting himself as a classic bodybuilder who wasn't a classic bodybuilder. So he was trying to make himself look classic when he didn't he didn't have the classic structure. And now that he's seen that and has gone to an actual like bodybuilding class, now he can present himself as a bodybuilder. That's a different ball game, yeah. you know, because now you can not need to be so, like, I suppose, um, classic in the way you present yourself, but more like I can get gnarly now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now I can really show off my musculars to present the best parts of me. And he's got a back that could rival Kai Green. And when you have a back that that's good, you can win any show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know the show one wasn't me wasn't the best lineup but he, he still came in and dominated that lineup so i have him third purely on his width and his size because he's he's the odd guy out in the lineup he's like five eight five nine that's big for two one two you know what i mean yeah yeah now outside the top five i would have guy sister nino in at six to seven and maybe a mad ashkenani i don't think he's going to be improved i think his legs are going to look the same from the front um, that's yeah. Really, yeah, I mean, like, I, like I'm even looking at the list here, and it's like David Henry will probably be after that, maybe Hide or someone. But like the other guys are kind of like, it's it's not as dense. I mean, you're you're you don't have guys like Jose Raymond. You don't have like there's certain guys who wouldn't would have been challenging for a top spot. Yeah. But they're not here. Yeah. Um, like Flex, like Flex is gone. You know, I mean, that's a big one, but. It's just looking at the list. It's like yeah, hundred percent. I like John Je- John Jewett. Like he he is another guy. That's yeah. Looking- 
John Chu is a freak. He just needs to be compared. He just needs a chance to be compared to the guys. So. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, again, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the most interesting one for the college. Yeah. I think you know, and how how Steve lets them roll at the college and who he puts next to who. Because as I said, like you put the, you put uh, uh, Angel and, and Ole in, in in and amongst some of these guys that are slightly off, they're taking heads. You know what I mean? They're definitely taking heads. You know, but um, I suppose moving on to classic. Um, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably be the worst person in the world to say this because people are gonna hate me for this. I'm not a Chris Bumstead fan. I never have been a Chris Bumstead fan. I don't like. I think he's missing too many body parts. I think he like when you put someone like I was saying this to a friend of mine. If Peter Molnar had gotten the special invite, he would have walked. Been game he would have walked it. Like he's that yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. No, hundred percent. Um, I, 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 I think last year, um, Chris was very lucky in the sense that Brian had a horrible stomach. Yeah. Um, they overcarved him completely, and his midsection was horrifically bad. Um, and he looked pregnant in some of the shots. Um, they they rectified that this year. I have to say, Brian looks like hard as nails. Um, what I don't like about the class is that it comes down to sort of like a two-man front-running show from the start, um, and they never seem to give guys in this division the callouts that they deserve. You know, like um, just putting them next to other people to see how they fare. In my opinion, would go a long way. Like, like for example, this year we've got. Um, a couple of names I'm going to name that, are, for me, are very impressive. Um, Logan Franklin, who won the New York Pro, I think is, is, is a very, very good classic physique bodybuilder. He has some very good showy body parts. He comes in very conditioned. He has a good look. Um, I'm going to go out and say as well, um, uh, Wesley Vissers, who I watched turn pro at the Two Bros show, he has put the work in. Um, this year, his back is incredible. Um, he's brought his legs up. His condition is insane. Um, I hope he gets the kind of like the look next to a Chris Bumstead, and uh, because I think he has one of the most, if not the most, classical look in that whole lineup. And um, when he competed like, at the two, he's like a big seventies bodybuilder. You know, it's like as long oh, as that's oh, it, and he looks sick. When you when you see this guy in the flesh, okay, you will literally lose your mind because it is like Arnold with a different head. It's yeah. incredible. Now this is two and a half years ago. I'm talking about the he's dude has put in work and then he's yeah he's tall. Like, he's yeah yeah yeah. But he 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 and you know what I like about him as well is he just has his own way of doing things, yeah. and he just he just markets himself his way. Uh, uh, brands his thing, vintage genetics, vintage bodybuilding, and he is set in stone about making himself be the vintage bodybuilder of that of that class, and he personifies that better than anybody. So I would like to see him get that kind of chance to sort of bring. Because look, let's face it, somebody who's that hell bent and set on a classic look would be a f fantastic um, 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 uh, role model yeah. and ambassador for the class. You know what I'm saying? Because he actually wants, he wants the best for bodybuilding in a classical way. 
And that's always been his mainstay. So I think he, he deserves definitely to call him. Um, Mike Summerfield, I really like, but I just think he's not ready yet to step into that kind of talk because he has the structure. He has great presentation. He's just not there yet. Um, but there's three guys I'm going to mention um, that for me are dark horses here. Brian Jones, um, Lord Jones, as he's known on Instagram. Um, this guy is huge, right? right? He is absolutely massive. And he can hit a side peck chest shot like, like Arnold used to do. And his, his, his upper pecs look like it's sitting on your kitchen table. He has the arms. He has the hand drop. He has a back that could beat anybody. Like, he is incredible. Um, and he has a unique look. You know, he has purple dreads. Um, he, he's just, and he's in, he's very much in condition. Um, tall guy, again, he's very dangerous. Um, him, DeAndre Campbell. Yeah. And, um, yeah, out of, him and DeAndre. Out of Terrence in there, man. Out of Terrence in the top yeah, six, seven yeah, spot. Yeah. Yeah. Him and DeAndre Campbell and Logan Franklin, those three guys are extremely, like, although they're new, they're bringing something completely different um, to that to that lineup, um, and yeah, I, I I mean I'm hoping those guys get that kind of get the call out that 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 they should. Ricky Moten as well, he's another guy. He has a very um, he has. He's a very Brian like body parts, um, great condition, full from the back. Back is like ridiculously thick. Um, and like him and DeAndre, they, they, they just, there's nothing missing. So when there's nothing missing and everything flows as well as it does with these guys, you know, you're kind of looking, scratching your head going, well, what, what, what more do they need to do? And in my opinion, what they need to do is just, first of all, obviously make themselves more known to be out there in the class because that, does, that, that helps. I don't care what anybody says. But secondly, just to get the college, man. And it, and it really depends on how many times that they're going to rotate these guys around and around to see who, you know, where, who lands where. I can't imagine you know I mean? Will do too many comparisons. And my the, the whole reason behind that, it's I was just looking through all the lists and it's like, this is the biggest class in the show. So I wouldn't yeah. imagine they'll actually put the time, they, like they won't have the time to give all the comparisons. So I, I'd say they'll just yeah, call yeah, out yeah. the top guys, run them through, and then you'll have an idea, you know, you'll have an idea very fast. So yeah, and, and that's, that's kind of that's where I felt that class has been the last couple of years. It's just been very rushed, you know. Like they have them in the, the in the in the um, at the expo, you know. They're not on the main stage. Um, they're not kind of exposed to the to the, the bigger light, so to speak. Um, and they're kind of like getting them on and getting them off again, you know. So from a judge's point of view, just like in bikini, sometimes you just pull out the bigger names. We'll have a look at them, and if anybody kind of catches your eye, great, we'll throw them in. But other than that, we're kind of looking at the, the usuals, the usual suspects, which is very unfair to the people who really can deserve to get that shot on these guys. Because there's some guys out there, like as I've mentioned already, who could, if they get a rough one as well, like I mean, he's another guy that's like extremely by himself. You think this guy's Mr. Classic Physique all day, you know what I mean? Um, just obviously his size, you know, he's just not the biggest guy on what, five four, five five, something like that. Very short guy. Um and then if you find him next smaller guy, like say a Brian Jones, he just gets smothered. You know what I mean? Um 
But they proved in the past, I think, in the last year or two that, you know, a smaller dude in classic, if he looks the part, like the guy who won the Europa, I can't remember his name now, I think he was Portuguese, um, he's um, two big, taller guys, one of them being Mike Summerfield in that show. And it just goes to show you that the judges, you know, they will take him. I mean, you can only just look at Shane. I mean, look at Shane Cullen. I mean, like, Shane has got an absolutely beautiful classic physique. Um, he's up against much bigger guys, but he holds his own because of presentation, because of detail, because of structure, because his tie-ins. And if you get a smaller guy like a Terence Ruffin who's built like that, they can win. It's just when the bigger guys also have the same like attributes as what you have and then some, then it's hard. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, a big, tall guy with a tiny waist and massive wide shoulders and sweepy quads is always going to draw the eye of somebody and be like, who's this guy? You know what I mean? 100%. I th- I, I'm just looking at this, and it's like, I, it's like my dark horse is probably going to be Jonathan Hambrick. I would probably pick him to be my top, my dark horse for the top 10. I mean, he's so yeah. tall. He's like 6'5". You know? Not 6'5". He's like 6'3". Yeah. He's a big man, and he's he's not missing anything, yeah. and he's like 22 or 3. So, you know, I yeah. mean, yeah. He, he's yeah, a but that's the thing as well as about, about, the, about the lineup as well is that um you know a, a lot of these guys are young and, yeah. and and it's kind of so exciting because you're thinking wow like if they're that young now you know how how good are these guys going to be in three or four years with more of exposure on olympia stage what what exactly are they capable of you know what i'm saying but um yeah no i i see kind of i i see a two-man show first and second um, I don't I think anybody as if it's going to be able to knock the chair off the pedestal um, just yet. But because you know, we don't have a Steve Lawrence there this year, you don't have a Brian, um, you don't have, uh, or Keon Pearson, should I say, uh, you don't have a um, George Peterson, you're automatically taking it. I don't think a, a, um, no, a Rosh Rivera is doing it as well. Yeah. You, so you're taking like pretty much the third, fourth, and fifth, and arguably sixth guys that were like coming, you know, behind Chris and uh, and Brian out of the game, which opens up the door for someone else to step in and become the third contender. You know what I mean? Uh, and if that's the case, um, we could see potentially somebody like a Wesley Fissers or a you know, like a Logan Franklin or a Brian Jones, you know, it, it cement themselves as, as the top three guy, you know, and, and, and an heir apparent. Um, but it's such a big class and it produces so many good geeks every year that it's very difficult to, for anybody to have a real legacy in this class because I can't see anybody go on a streak of multiple Olympia because there's so many gifted guys going into this class and just being like another wow factor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it's it's very tough. But yeah, that's I see a two man show, and then I see in men's physique, man. Like, no, I agree with you totally because it's like I'm even just like even with Chris, it's like even if he pulls off a second win, there's gonna be somebody who's gonna come up in a year or next year who's finally gotten a maturity where he's ready. And he's more complete. I think Chris is missing a few things. Yeah. But I I do think he'll win it. I think he'll somehow pull it off. I think uh, you have to be off to lose the title. Like, when you're the champion, yeah. you're always going to have that little bit of extra, you know. 
you have to be yeah. really off to, to lose. So that'll play in his favour because he won't yeah. be off. He yeah. Won't be off. yeah. No, 100%, 100%. Um, now, quickly kind of looking over men's physique, man. I, I, I know a couple of the guys, I wouldn't be the biggest men's physique follower. But what I will say is that um, Raymond from last year that won, he, he's an incredible um, Mr. Men's Physique. Um, I've seen some pictures of Andre Ferguson and he, he, he looks like, like death. Um, and when he looks like death, like he, he, his condition is just insane. Um, my dark horse for this class is going to be the new guy, Andre, uh, Andre Lincoln, the Romanian. Okay. Um, he's uh, he's Hani Rambod's boy. Um, Hani's been that's training. Your man. That's your man who uh, is he's the social media guy, isn't it? Like, I, are we talking about yes. the same guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Good looking guy. Really, like, incredible physique. Um, I think this is his debut. I'm pretty sure this is his debut. Um, this guy, I, I think he, he could be a future Mr. Olympia. Um, he has genetics that, like, I mean, his bicep tie-ins are just insane. I mean, he, he is, yeah, this guy is incredible, man. And, like, you know, you can't knock Hani again. You can't, people knock Hani. They don't give him the credit, man. I mean, Hani got Jeremy Buendia. What was it? Five, six men's physique Olympias? He was you four, know? wasn't he? He won four and then he tried to come back or something. Yeah, I mean, like, Hani knows his shit. Like, so, he, you know, working with this guy, he, he, is, he is bringing his A game. And he's a good-looking guy. And in men's physique, I don't care what anybody says, that counts for a lot, you know, um, because it is that kind of a modelly looking category, albeit that the guys are incredible physiques. Um, I definitely see it being uh, a top five of him, uh, Raymond, Brandon Hendrickson, yeah. uh, Andre Ferguson, and Jeremy Potvin. Um, Potvin... Ryan Terry could be in there as well. I, I would have yeah. Ryan Terry up there. Yeah, you know, you know why I'm saying I'm not putting Ryan in there is because Ryan's lost a lot of size. Okay. And I don't know whether he's done these size loss intentionally or it's because his missus had a baby this year and he just started prep late. But he's never been the biggest guy. And the problem with men's physique is that the guys are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, okay, Buendia did it, but he, Buendia was thick for his size, you know? And Potvin is thick for his size. Ryan looks too undersized to compete with some of the bigger guys in these shots, especially, especially Edmonds, Ferguson, and uh, Henriksen. When they turn around to the back, their shots are insane. Like, you know, they, I would kill for one of those backs they're dense and thick uh, it rivals most bodybuilders that we know you know what I mean or, and then some so you know I just think Ryan hasn't done enough in the terms of the size department yet to cement himself back to where he used to be uh, which is unfortunate because I actually have, I've trained with Ryan in, in Manchester and stuff and I've met him a lot of times and he is a top guy and he has fantastic physique but again like when it comes to this calibre um, I think it's just short. He's just shortchanged himself a little bit in that department. If he could bring his size game back up a little bit, but keep those midsection proportions, he would be a contender for sure because he has a beautiful physique. It's just he needs the size. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Now with women's figure, I'm gonna go on a whim, and I'm just gonna say, Shanique yeah. Rath is definitely gonna win it again. 
Like, I think she's just, I mean, working with John Meadows is probably a smart move. Like, she's just a genetic anomaly. Like, she could do women's bodybuilding with, uh, with like, yeah. five kilos more tissue, you know? Like, she has that much, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm just trying to think. It's like, um, who would be second? I mean, I wouldn't follow too much of the class. I mean, Brittany, I think. Um, I'm, I'm my my dark horse for this is is Jordan Peters' girl Rhea Gale. Um, she won she won the Europa in Spain. Um, she beat um, oh my God, was it Brittany Campbell? She beats she beats somebody who had play, previously placed third at the O. Um, an American girl. Was it, was it uh, Brittany Watts? That would be the only one I have there. Yes. Yeah. She beat somebody of a very good caliber, and she beat them well. Um, it's her debut. Um, again, you've got, got to pay your dues at the O, but she had the physique that can contend with those two girls, with, with, with Watson Gillen, definitely in the long run. Maybe this year, but certainly enough to impose herself going forward that she's like made a name for herself now. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, look, Going into Olympia is like it's 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 about momentum, you know what I mean. And if you have momentum carried forward from winning a big show like you were to this, um, it, it it's going to mean a lot to her and and to the judges because they know who she is now. Yeah. So you know they're not going to have her in a bad college. She's going to be in a good. She's going to be in a good college. You know what I'm saying? So she's in a good college that stands well to her. If she can, if she can pick apart some of these girls, then you know, kudos to her. If she comes top three in this, then she knows it's on. You know, and there's nobody more meticulous about training in the, on the planet than there is Jordan Peters. You know, yeah. so you can be guaranteed that Jordan has has put the work in for her to bring up whatever she needs to bring up in order to improve to 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 to, to match with these girls. You know. Now, so so basically, it'll be what we think we'll just do the top five for this because i honestly wouldn't know too much of the competitors so yeah i'm i'm, I'm I yeah sydney, I, I would be going here i'm sydney gillen won yeah sydney gillen and and Laquire watts and ray gale yeah um i'm gonna go with Brittany campbell yeah 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 and then I, it's it's a, it's a flip-flop i think between um nadia wyatt and um what's that other girl's name I don't think she's American. Um, I can't remember her name now, um, but it'll come to me. But I, I think you're kind of going to see those names popping in and around, um, you know, the top five mark. And the, the good thing about figure is, is that they're not afraid to change the guard there either. No. You know, um, we've seen it before. You know, they're not afraid to change it up. You know, they're not afraid to flip flop the title e each year, which is good, man, because it makes the, sh it makes the, the um, it makes the contestant like the show is as a con, you know from a contestant or a, 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 uh, you know from from our spectators' point of view uh, interesting you know like nobody wants to see the same reoccurring champ every year like you know with um, Oksana Garishna and fitness and things like that you know it, it's if it's the same if it's the same story every year it just gets boring you know what I mean so I figure they've actually managed to to be to be decent that way like that if if somebody's better then they're winning. You know what I mean? And that's how it should be, you know? No, agree. Um, with, with women's physique, with women's physique, do you think it'll be another run-in for Shanique Grant? Do you think she's just too good? Um, 
Yeah, well, I mean, she's working with uh, with uh, John Meadows now. Yeah. Um, not diet wise, she's working with him training wise. Yeah. And uh, John said in a recent interview there that he had never seen anybody with genetics like this girl. And I think everybody on the planet knows how good this girl's genetics are. I mean, they are incredible genetics. And, you know, I watch a lot of her videos and she trains. It just seems to be that when she turns up and she puts her head down and she starts to train, anything she does turns to muscle. Uh, effortless as well, you know? She doesn't have to stress herself. She doesn't have to put herself in an awkward position to come in, bang on the money. And, 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 and when you have a champion like that, that has genetics like that, that can literally just be the best version of themselves every time effortlessly. I'm not saying she doesn't put in the effort. Of course she puts in the effort. She's a Miss Olympia, but she just makes it so effortless to look at that it's very hard to look past her. I mean, um, the, the other girls there, like, you know, uh, Cohelo, um, Villegas, uh, Sarah Villegas, um, you know, Brittany Watts. I mean, there are some very good physiques in that class. Um, but she's just too eye-popping. You know what I mean? She is just immaculate. In, like, I mean, there's guys looking at her back double and going, I want that back double. You know what I mean? Like, her shoulders are... I mean, you know, she's incredible, man. She, she, she's just a marvel to look at. So I don't see anybody touching her for as many Olympias as she wants. That's my personal opinion. I think she could go on. She'll end up going into women's What? Body. She'll go up into women's bodybuilding now that will be in the Olympia. You know? Well, now, 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 that, now that it's back, who's to say that she wouldn't? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, now that women's bodybuilding is back for this year... Um, Who's to say? It, it really depends, I think, in that category, like with the wellness category, how they're going to judge the class. Because there was a time when women's physique was a big class, and then they streamlined the class. Yeah. Because it went more bodybuilding, you know? And now they have this kind of mixed hybrid between bodybuilding and figure, and, you know, it's they've got it right. They still have to kind of figure out with bodybuilding for women – how big they want them to be because nobody wants to see, like for them to be seeing women who just look absolutely astronomically too big for the stage and they're going to get complaints from people saying oh that's ridiculous because that's inevitably that's what happened before you know what i mean they're like oh no that's disgusting a woman shouldn't look like that blah 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 regardless of whether it's her prerogative to look like that or not they just didn't like the look you know so fair play to jake wood for bringing back women's bodybuilding because you know, there was no point in having it in the, in the Wings of Strength show and, then, and, and keeping these girls outside of the Olympia. The Olympia is where they deserve to be. You know what I mean? Um, but no, I, 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 I think it... If Chris Kyle's coming back, man, are we, do you think she could win it? Or do you think it'd be... Um, she, she, she's been off the stage I, I, for too long. I've not seen any women's bodybuilding myself to comment on it. I would like to see her come back and win her 10th Olympia. Um, but... We're only going to know who the new players are when we see the show live. You know what I'm saying? Um, but lastly, uh, women's bikini. Um, my pick for this show is the Brazilian girl, um, Attila Santos. Mm. Um, she is... I just... She has... She won a show this year and... 
Do you know, it's a very difficult class to, to judge. So it, from a guy's perspective, you're thinking, how the hell did they manage to do this, yeah? But when you see a girl very well put together in bikini and you think to yourself, wow, this girl, like, she has it all. You know what I'm saying? And for me, this girl personifies what bikini should be about. She has a beautiful athletic physique. Um, she's not, like, overly endowed in the glute section. Like, she's not overly dieted. She looks healthy. She looks fresh. She's got a pretty face, you know, good shoulders. She just looks great, you know. And she looks better than some of the other girls, like Janet Leung and Angela, uh, Angelica Texiera and, you know, um, Ashley Calswater, those girls. I mean, they look good, but this girl just seems to just have something different. Now, my, I would say her... And I would say uh, Laura Lee Chapados. Um, she works with the government like basically like the grinder for women's like bikinis. And I mean grinders and like he just pumps out bikini champions all over the place. I mean, this guy is he's probably the best bikini prep coach in the world. He's incredible. Um, and she is I think she's going out at the moment with Sean Sean Roden. I think so. Because I've seen a lot of videos of her and him together, and he's been training her and stuff like that. So she's had, like, the supervision of a personal training eye and perspective from Mr. O, uh, keeping her on board. And uh, she put up some progress pictures yesterday and the day before, and I was extremely impressed with how she looked. I thought, there's literally not a thing on this girl right now that needs to be changed. She, she could be the future of this sport as well. So um, for me, I think you're looking at pretty much the same old face as, as last year. You know, Cassini's going to be in there. Calswater's going to be in there. Texiera's going to be in there. Uh, but for me, I think Atila, this girl, goes to run for her money. And I like Laura Lee as well. Definitely. Well, look, my man, thanks for coming on and doing this rundown with me. You know, it's like, it's interesting because I, like, I, if I've done it myself, like, I just felt I wouldn't have the same. You need to have the different viewpoints to make a good take on the Olympia. And I think yeah. that's that's what matters at the end of the day is, you know, being able to play devil's advocate and, you know, you know, put put forward yeah. the opinions. I mean, it's up in the air. That's the thing. I mean, it's such an unpredictable year. Um, it's like anything could happen. It, but yeah, with the pay per view though, yeah. I think it'll be a good show to watch this time around. We won't have to watch a shitty webcast. Um. That being said, it could be a yeah. shitty paid webcast. You just don't know yet. So exactly, 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 exactly. We're, we're all kind of hoping that they actually just get guys who are cameramen who don't keep changing the angles all the fucking time. And when is this like you know in the comparisons they just keep the camera like straight on yeah. instead of like zooming around the back and zooming around here. We don't need to see that. Like you know what I mean? If you got six guys in the first call out, just keep the camera front and center. That's all we need to see. You know what I mean? That's it. That's it. But look, at the end of the day, well, at the end of the day, like I think the same champions are going to be the same guys. So probably stay in the top six. Um, you might get an upset here or there, but yeah. it's very rare that a rookie comes in and makes that kind of change, you know. But it'll be interesting, man. But look, I got to go and get some food in. But I will absolutely. Yeah, man. I'll give you a shout when it's on. Upload it. I'll have it up for you tomorrow. And uh, as he said, with Southside, like sure. give me a shout because. But again, if you want to come to the gym and break, um, 
I'm allowed to bring people with me. Um, cause again, it's a PT gym. So it's like, cool. I'm allowed to bring people with me. So down the line, once I start, look, touch wood, yeah. if I end up working there, um, we'll hit it up. It's a proper hardcore yeah. gym. So, but look, uh, thanks for coming cool. on. And for anyone who's listening for coaching yeah. or any inquiries, where can they find you? Uh, just hit me up on Instagram, uh, Brown Panda. Um, if you want to just look me up, um, I can send guys out or girls out, whomever it is, um, you know, consultation, uh, questionnaire, um, have a chat, see how people get on with myself. You know, I'm kind of very much, like, I won't just take people on because somebody's just asked me straight off the bat, like, you know, can watch me. There needs to be, for me, a bit of betting, you know, like to find out a little bit more about the person, see how serious they are, see if we'll connect and click together. Because you need to have a good working relationship with your client in order for them to be the best version of themselves. You know what I'm saying? So if people get along with me and I get along with them, we can really do some good things together. But if people kind of, you know, from the start have an attitude with you and you're not really feeling it, then it's just, I'm not going to waste your time. I'm not looking to let you waste mine either. So you know that yourself. So yeah, if people want to hit me up on Instagram, the brand Panda, and we can have a chat. And then absolutely no problem. I appreciate that, man. Look, that is episode 30 of the podcast done, the special wrap-up. And you know what I'll do? You know what I'll do? Once the Olympia's done, because we did the, the, the preview, once it's done, we'll do a wrap-up. Because, like, it'll be, yeah. it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see the difference. Like, who was right, who was wrong. Um, but agreed, Phil will probably win it. Yeah, yeah. Phil will probably win it. It'll be the same, same kind of, like, but imagine he didn't win it. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, imagine he didn't. Like, that's always the possibility. <laughs> so, I like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, man, I'll let you go. Definitely. And I'll give you a shout when it's okay. Yeah, thanks, 